0: CoJV getting back cracking. Mediocrity is the new excellence, as my great friend Sean Waffle said in the chat. It is true, it is guaranteed. That is what it is. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Uh, subscribe to Slap Nation on the Patreon today. Uh, our Patreon's getting it going. Uh, We're not doing it public yet. We're just doing it in our own way. Members only. Sean Salisbury and I are doing Last Chance Q. We just broke down our second draft day yesterday. We're going through all 32 teams, talking about their needs, their wants, what they have, what they don't. And then we're going to do our mock draft here uh, in the next week and a half or so before the draft actually occurs. We're going to compare that with Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper. So Don't miss that. We show a little video. We say a little truth and uh, it's back and forth barbershop banter um, and it's only going to get better. So appreciate you. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. Uh, Good morning to all. Bree, Brian, Sean, Isaiah, Fernie. What up? Um, Stars dad. Everybody in the house. Trupak. What up? Uh, Make sure you guys pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not a member. Become one of the Slap Nation Discord and uh, all other things we got going over there on the coach's crew. Um, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe BLEAV. NBA is in full swing. Lakers game, the Heat game. We're going to dive into both of those. You can bet them all on BetOnline.ag. Uh, get 50% off. Welcome bonus. Major League Baseball is in full swing. Tampa Bay, Bay uh, Rays 11-0. Um can't wait to dive into that one. The pitch clock is moving. Beer cells are being extended. Major League Baseball, I believe, is about to implode. We're going to break that down as well. Uh, don't forget to go on over to CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Get you some Canadips. The freshest way to dip there is. Uh, go get you some. I'm going to try to get... Uh, Hector, uh, I'm going to try to get my main man, Hector, some long cut uh, can of dips <laughs> um, instead of the pouches, but it is what it is. We're here on this Work Boot Wednesday. Uh, I'm solo today. Matt McChesney may join me. Uh, Chase Sr., he's on vacation in the Gulf uh, somewhere in Florida in the Keys or somewhere, enjoying life as he should. Uh, so I'm Solo Dolo today. Tomorrow, Jeff Nadu will join me. Steve Kim will join me uh, for Thirsty Thursday. We're going to get after the NBA playoffs a little bit. We're going to break down. Je- Jeff Nadu and I are going to get into our top 10 greatest hip-hop uh, groups of all time. Um, can't wait for that one. Today, though, I got a few top 10s myself uh, that I'm going to dive into. Uh, the top 10, my top 10 uh, sport movies of all time. My top 10 sports movies of all time. Uh, I'm going to break into that one. Um, but, you know, as, as we start to show off all the time, um, short, fat, skinny, and tall, we got you the quote of the day. Make sure you uh, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, quote of the day, as always, uh, distance doesn't separate people. Silence does. Quote of the day. Distance doesn't separate people. Silence does. Just go away. Don't ever talk again about anything. (laughs) I'm telling you, just go away. Um, It goes a long way. I'm trying to tell you. Contrary to Belief, uh, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. Like I said, CanadipCBD.com. Use my promo code CoachJB. Tell them I sent you um contrary to belief you're either on my side by my side or in my fucking way contrary to belief i don't think a lot of people understand that shit you're by my side you're behind me you're next to me or you're in my fucking way <laughs> i'm just telling you right now so uh that's just a little bit of contrary to belief on my side by my side or in my fucking way um Contrary to belief, when someone does something wrong, don't forget all the things they did right. Contrary to belief, how quickly do you see one motherfucker have a hiccup in life and you forever judge their ass off of it? But then you don't even want to talk about all the shit they've done that's been great. It fucking blows my mind. Trigger words are, wor- are real. Contrary to belief. I ain't going to lie. I ain't, It ain't going to get easier, dog. It ain't going to get easier. Not if you're doing shit the right way. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and say, keep doing right, and it's going to get easier. It's not. It's actually going to get harder when you do shit the right way. Contrary to belief. Had to drop you these morning gems, this brain food. Um, poll question. Drop it in the chat below. Poll question can the lakers make a title run can the lakers really make a title run uh, drop it in the bottom below uh if you can if you can i want to see your uh it, your take we're on this work boot wednesday um top of the morning troy all you guys david chappelle senior become a member if you're not one it's the best dollar 99 you can spend become a member of our discord as well slap nation and uh come on over to patreon it's the best 1999 you can spend a lot of exclusive content over there and uh, a lot of videos are freed up they're unlocked you can see anything we have ever posted plus last chance q is on there we'll be back tomorrow for the third day of the week for draft day number three as we break down number nine through 12 uh teams nine through 12 um in the draft um yeah, here's the Lakers, man. Yeah, they didn't even cover last night. Brian Martinez, Brian Martinez is a true Laker fan and a LeBron fan. Um got to love him. Um here's the thing though. I got I got to say about this. Um I, I I you know me. I've I've been talking about this LeBron thing for a while. I think he's one of the most overrated, overhyped superstars of all time. That's my personal opinion. Um He has choked off six NBA championship games, Um, and I got to say, even when he left to Miami, he choked off a a series um, versus Dallas on a super squad, but I got to see this video last night of this dude going off saying a lot of similar things that I say, my buddies say, And I got to share it. I wanted to share it to you about all you LeBron fans out there that really think he's the GOAT. Um, Blows my mind, but this guy says everything I say all the time, but he just says it a little more eloquently. Take a listen, Brian Martinez. LeBron Ramon J. man, six NBA Finals. And everybody always says, oh, he didn't have enough help. Well, he got to the NBA Finals in 2007, and he got outplayed by Boogie Gibson in Game 1. He got outplayed by Boogie Gibson in Game 3. He got outplayed by out Boogie Gibson in Game 4. He got outplayed by also Drew Gooden. He got outplayed by Sasha Pavlovich. You don't have to believe me. Go watch the film. He had Bruce Ball one-on-one, was scared to attack. He was 23 years old. He had a head start. He got a franchise handed to him. Kobe Bryant came in the NBA. Guess what? At age 23, against the same Spurs team, against the same Bruce Bowen, against the same Tim Duncan. Kobe Kobe Bryant gave those dudes 48 and 17 while Shaq was on the bench watching. Kobe Bryant had the jab step, he had the pull-up, he had the fadeaway, he had the post game. All of these things LeBron James couldn't do. Then you go to 2011. He formed a super team because he couldn't get it done. Because everybody said he was the man, and he didn't have enough help when he was in Cleveland. So he went and formed a super team in Miami. And then what happened in Miami? He goes in 2011 as the biggest meltdown we've ever seen in superstar history. The most have career to me is Walt Chamberlain. People elevate Walt Chamberlain into a stratosphere he does not deserve. It's mainly because of the box score stats. Somewhere it looked like when you look at him early on in his career, he's putting up crazy numbers in the regular season, and it's fantastic. If you go see the limited film there is of those early years, the offense was not good, and it's solely because of the fact that Walt Chamberlain wasn't part the ball all. what he would do is he would hold the ball in the post and then he would either shoot miss to get a rebound and then put it back up and the offense was terrible when he moved on to Philly what would happen was he actually became more of a passer because the teams knew that if he was a defender and a passer his team would have a chance to win so in 1967 that worked and then 1968 it didn't work and then he went to the Lakers formed a super team with Elgin Baylor and Jerry West and they still couldn't beat Bill Russell in the last year of his career Then they lost in 1970 when Willis Reed was hurt in game seven and Will Chamberlain looked like a clown Will Chamberlain has two rings in his career and people say he was the best player of his decade on Bill Russell I would argue less help offensively he has 11 rings it's so overhyped it's ridiculous Solely because of basketball reference do you agree or not uh i do agree with his will chamberlain take that's why i didn't have will chamberlain in my top five if you notice uh i do believe i do agree with his will chamberlain take uh but i agree with oh boys lebron take one thousand percent um he is a freak of nature athletically. He reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal. He's the most gifted athlete at his position, but he's not the most skilled. Shaquille O'Neal didn't have a left hand. He had no shot. He couldn't shoot an eight foot jumper. He couldn't make a free throw. LeBron is a scorer if he will, if you will. If he wants to, he can score 50, I'm sure, a game, but he's not. He's not a shooter by any means. The greatest players of all time, in my opinion, are scorers and shooters uh, when we come to uh, offensively speaking. But he's the all time leading scorer, dog. He's the all time leading scorer. So when he's the all time leading scorer, now everyone looks back and says he's the greatest ever. When you really look at his career, he's fucking choked more than he's won. I'm just done throw that out there. Um, Brian Martinez loves, he wants to talk about Kobe in 11. <laughs> Did you see the team Kobe was on in 2011, bro? You love to compare Kobe when you know LeBron's, the, the, the real part about LeBron is he's a choke artist. He's a flopper. He's soft. Kobe never did no shit like that. Come on, dog. You can't even compare LeBron and Kobe, dog. Get the fuck out of here, Brian Martinez. Kobe, Le- LeBron is a hype, homie. He is a hype. The most gifted athlete of his of his generation is a hype. He can't win when he's fucking needs to. He won't even take a shot at the end of the game. It, 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 it works out great when the guy that he passes to makes the shot. But it doesn't work out great when the guy he passes to don't make the shot, when he should have shot the ball because he's a scary little bitch and he won't take the shot because he don't have no nuts and guts to be the guy and easy to point fingers, dog. Motherfucker loves playing I, I I made the right pass. Shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. Ask Jordan if he made the right fucking pass. Ask Kobe if he made the right pass when it mattered. No, they're taking a shot, putting it on them, putting it on their ass, not put, passing the ball off to fucking Kyrie or Kyrie made one shot, dog. Who else made a shot? Ray Allen made one shot. All the missed game opportunities LeBron's had in his career. And you point out Ray Allen and Kyrie. (laughs) Love it. He's queen for me. I think he's Queen James. That's what I call him. I call him Queen James. I think he should get his booty slapped like this bitch right here. (laughs) I think he should get his booty slapped. Contrary to belief, this is the new thing. We are running out of content, humans, people. We're running out of content. Now we're slapping ass instead of slapping face. Because Dana White got canceled on a uh, and or whatever. They took off the slap. Now they got booty slap cracking. What is going on? We're out of content that bad. We're struggling that bad. Now we're slapping ass on TV. Holy shit, man. We're bad. We're a bad place right now. We're a bad place right now. I got... You know what I'm going to do today? Fuck it. I'll do it right now off the cusp. The top 10... Let me do a top 10, man. I got to start a top 10 since you got me hyped on this LeBron shit. Let me do a JV's top 10 real quick. Let's do the most iconic NBA moments. The top 10 most iconic NBA moments. Let's do it right now. Fuck it. The, the, the top ten most iconic NBA moments. Let's break them down. Um, I'll, let's. I'll start with ten. I'll start with number ten. I'll have to say it was Kawhi Leonard's bounce at Toronto. See, I got a photographic memory. I don't know if I'll cover all these, but Brian got me hyped. I'm going to go with my top 10, what I think the top 10 most iconic NBA moments of all time are. Some of you guys probably uh, weren't even around when some of these happened. But I'm going to go with Kawhi. I'm going to give Kawhi his flowers. He made the shot. He was clutch. That's when Kawhi Leonard may have been the best player in the NBA, when he uh, had won in San Antonio, left, goes to Toronto, wins another one, beats the Golden State Warriors. I know KD gets hurt. Um, Clay Thompson gets hurt. I believe Golden State beats that Toronto team if those two aren't hurt, obviously. But Kawhi Leonard gets the championship in Toronto by the bounce. That, I think they called it the bounce. The ball stuck on the rim. It was iconic. It was like Tiger Woods ball that almost trickled in. Uh, in the Masters, and it shows the Nike symbol. It was very similar. The ball just fucking stuck on the rim. I'm gonna put that at number ten. I think it was a clutch shot. It is what it is. I'm gonna put number nine. Uh, the Jordan. Well, now we know it's the pizza sick game, but we'll call it the flu game. I'm gonna put Jordan's. Uh, I'm gonna put Jordan's pizza game uh, at number nine. All right. I'm gonna put Jordan's pizza game at number nine. Uh, number eight, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put, I'm watching the chat here. Reggie Miller's last few seconds, um, to come back and win that game. That's a hell of a moment. Uh, I remember that moment vividly watching that game. Reggie Miller stole it, hit the three shot it against. They stole another one, hit the three. Um, I do remember that one. I don't know if I can put it in the most iconic. That was a set. That was a series of things. I don't know if that's one moment. I don't know if that's one moment. Um, I don't know if that was one moment. You know what I mean? I don't think that's one moment. I think that was a series of events that's happened. That might be in that category. Um, but as far as the most iconic moment, number eight, I'm going to put Magic Baby Hook. Magic Johnson ran through the lane with a baby hook. Um he scored um, with a hook shot. They beat the Celtics by one point. Uh, I believe Kareem was hurt. Magic had to play center that game. I'm not sure if that's the game or not. That might have been his rookie year. Um, number seven, I got to go with the DJ Larry Bird scenario. DJ stole the ball, passes it to Bird. Bird scores. Um, I think that was one of the most iconic moments. Uh, I'm going to put that at number seven. Um, I'm going to put that at number seven. Number six, man, for me being an L.A. Laker fan, I got to put the lob, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant lob to beat Sacramento. They used to have battles with the Chris Webber, Vlade Divac led Sacramento Kings. There was some battles there. Um, I got to say the lob from Kobe to Shaq um, is number seven for me, uh, being from L.A., all right? That doesn't mean it's all time. I'm I'm thinking that's one of them, though. Number six, uh, number six, I got to say Ray Allen's corner three to beat San Antonio because if he don't hit that, LeBron loses yet another one. LeBron loses yet another one, Brian Martinez. I'm going to put Ray Allen's corner three, to beat San Antonio in that, um, in that iconic NBA top 10 moments. Um, I'm going to have to say that. I'm going to have to say that. Um, I'm going to go number five, man. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to have to say Wilt's 100-point game. Uh, even though I don't agree with how great he was, he was the most dominant player in his era, but Bill Russell dominated the rings. Um but it's still a 100-point game. You have to put that in there as as an iconic moment of time in the NBA. Wilt's 100-point game. Now, you can say I'm a little bit of a hypocrite or it's an oxymoron to put number four ahead of the 100-point game, but I'm going to put Kobe's 81-point game slightly above the 100-point game of Wilt based on the era, based on the generation based on the all-around talent. I'm going to put Kobe's 81 points, plus I'm biased with Kobe. I'm going to put Kobe right above Will at four. Um, number three, I got to rock with Big Shot Bob. Top of the key versus Sacramento. Robert Ory, Lakers beat Sacramento yet again. Um, was that SAC or Portland? I think it was SAC. Uh, Robert Ory hits the buzzer beater to win the game. You see Shaq running off. Um I gotta go with uh I gotta go with uh Big Shot Bob. I got another Laker, man, because again, this game was iconic. Uh 0.4 seconds, and Derek Fisher catches the inbound, turns around, lefty, fade away, beats San Antonio, 0.4 seconds on the shot clock. I believe they just put that time frame in a few years prior. That is the legal limit of a shot to be caught and turned around and shot. Uh, If it's 0.3, you have to basically lob it up. You can't take a real shot. 0.4 allows you to take the shot. Uh, Derek Fisher's turnaround, beat San Antonio. Iconic moment in NBA history, in my opinion. Number one has to be the shot. You you could probably put five pieces of Jordan's life on this list. But the shot over Craig Elo when he's fading away, he's moving the ball, and he shoots it. Um, I got to say Jordan's shot over Elo is the most iconic poster, the most iconic moment. Um, You can also talk about the crossover against Byron Russell to beat Utah in game six. You can put that in there. Um, There's a lot of iconic moments. Without doing a lot of research, this is just my top ten off the top of the head. So give me some fucking credit. Clap it up. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Um, Coach JB's top ten brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Um, yeah, there's a lot, man. You guys brought up a lot, too. You know, there's Allen Iverson crossed over. Uh, Tyron Lue stepped over him. That's one of the most iconic moments that you'll never forget. Uh, the malice in the palace. You know, the malice in the palace, I didn't want to put that in there. That could have been a top t- 10 iconic moment, but it's a negative one. It's a bad black eye on the NBA, but at the same time, it's probably one of the most iconic moments that you guys know of. But I know of a ton of those issues and situations that used to occur all the time with the bad boy Pistons, uh, with Lambeer, uh, and the Celtics, and Dr. J, and – you know, there's been a lot of those things, man. A lot of those things have occurred. So, I wasn't going to put the mouse in the palace in there. Um, but it is what it is. Um, LeBron takes down the Pistons was an iconic moment, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, bro. Come on, uh Brian, you reaching over there, dog? I got, I got, I got to show some of my. Uh, I got to get back to the real Coach JB and show some real videos out here for you guys. Uh, any more drugs? Huh? Does she have any more drugs? Watch this. If I tell you where the, the rest of the drugs that you're gonna let me out, the yes. Car? No. You gonna let me? You gonna let me go? Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Come here. You not trust him? You stupid bitch. No, for real. She got, she got more drugs. I got the twenty pills. If you help me with her. I'll cut you loose, swear to God, I promise. But it ain't her. Huh? Who is it? Ain't it ain't her. Who is it, Red? You gonna cut me loose? I'll cut you loose, yeah. You got to keep the car too? Huh? I get to keep the car, you stick on to the car? No, you can keep the car. What, I, what am I getting? A lot You're of drugs? drugs? A lot of drugs? Yeah. Okay, how much? I don't know, but they in her wig. Huh? They in her wig. They her wig? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna cut you loose if that's true. You snitch-ass bitch! Why? Well, God damn, dog, we living in a snitch-ass time of life right now. I just can't do the snitch-ass shit. All right. What? Come on, that shit is so fake. That, that shit is so fake for the gram. But listen, uh, listen, I'm not a fucking idiot, but here's the thing. That shit is real life. We got more snitches out here nowadays with people that we know. Our partners, so-called that we snitch on a motherfucker in a heartbeat. God damn. And, and by the way, hell yeah, that better be stage. If that's not stage, that cop better be fired. She is. Come on, man. Shit, they ain't been snitching forever, Jamel. Maybe where you from, homie, not where I'm from. Got it fucked up, my My, my brother. Uh snitching ain't, ain't, you might be right. I'm not going to say they haven't snitched, Jamil, but I know this. I know snitching where I'm from is not a thing. I'm just going to tell you. Now, it might be a thing out here on the West Coast uh, over time. You know, you might say, you might point out certain things that have happened from time from the 60s on. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I didn't grow up in it. I never did it. I couldn't do it. I did 18 months in jail because I didn't snitch, dog. I'm just going to keep it real with you. You better read my book, homie. That's just real talk. I did 18 months because I didn't want to snitch. That's just who I am. I don't know. Nowadays, how many of you are doing 18 months not to snitch on a partner? Come on, man. Ben Adams said ain't nobody doing 20 years. I know, because we're bitch-made. What you mean? I know they're not, because we're a bunch of bitch-made cats. You just said it yourself, homie. Shit, because we're bitch-made. You motherfuckers ain't got no real upbringing. You motherfuckers are are enabled, thinking about gimme, 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 gimme. I ain't doing shit. I'm going to steal a package. (laughs) Shit, what you mean? I know you're not doing 20 years. Shit. Uh, the heat get throttled. We haven't even started the show yet, man. I appreciate everybody in here. We already got 300 people in here. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Lakers survived last night in overtime. Minnesota played, uh, really, really good. Um, uh, Mobley did well, or is it not Mobley? What's his name? Uh, what's. I always get Katino Mobley confused with my main man, the lefty, um, that came on over from Utah. What's his name, man? What's the guard's name, Brian? Um, the lefty. He lit up the Lakers last night. I put him in my DraftKings lineup. He got me some points. Everyone else shitted on me. Um, LeBron had 30 or whatever. Uh, hit a couple crucial threes. I got to give it to LeBron. Hits a three late. Uh, passes the ball for the game winner, which uh, – which, which which I call him the fucking idiot because um he turned down like 60 million a few years ago with the Lakers. Remember that? <laughs> uh Conley, yeah, Mike Conley. Mike Conley lit him up. Um D'Lo wasn't really uh around. I figured that. That's why I didn't put him in my DraftKings. But calm down, Brian. You know damn well D'Lo has been a great addition for the Lakers since the acquisition. You know damn well they wouldn't be here where they are right now without him. You know damn well he stepped up big and had two 30 point nights in a row when LeBron was hurt. You know damn well that that is his former team. And if you've never played against a former team, you know emotions run high. And that motherfucker choked. He swallowed his own shit. That's all that happened. I guarantee you that D-Lo will bounce back and he'll be fine. That game right there was going to be a true test. That's why I did not bet him. I knew he'd either light up Minnesota or he'd be shitty. And I went with the shitty and I was right. And that shit happens. That shit happens. Uh, Look at Beasley. Look at Vanderbilt. Look at the guys that Minnesota had. They didn't do well at all last night. That's a redo, repeat uh come see my former guys that shit either bodes well or goes shitty and it went shitty for all the former Minnesota Timberwolves last night let's just keep it real that's real sports by the way all right um i'm going to i'm going to D-Lo barely played what you mean Hell yeah, D. Jones. See, D. Jones, you say stupid shit, homie. You must have never played sports. D. Jones, have you played sports, homie? Let's just keep it real. So you're telling me that a regular season, meaningless game is the same as a fucking play-in basketball game, which is basically an elimination tournament. So you're telling me that assholes don't pucker and that it's not more on the line to play in a playoff game scenario to go to the actual playoffs rather than a game on a Sunday in LA that means absolutely nothing so you're telling me that those two are the exact same see that's why you say stupid shit it shows you that you never played I don't believe you played real high competitive sport I don't think D D Jones really played competitive sports because he would never have said that shit right there Hey, Josh, will you explain to D. Jones that if you play in a meaningful game and have to play the same team twice and the second time that it, all cards are on the line, it's a little fucking different. Can you explain this to my main man, D. Jones, who just doesn't understand that shit? I don't know if he understands that shit. Because there's a completely different fucking vibe and scenario. And you know it was. You saw it last night. That's why I did did, Kat, did Towns play like he did two days ago, homie, or last week when D'Lo had 38? No. Towns was nowhere to be found. Guess what he did last night? Balled out until he got into foul trouble because he was like, fuck AD. I'm going to show him who the better Kentucky uh, Wildcat is. Dog, some people step up in big games. Some people don't. And it is what it is. I expect D'Lo to have success going forward. And – My main man, Cruz, said D'Lo hasn't been playing since he got traded. What do you mean? He almost scored 40 twice. He scored 30 back-to-back. He had a, a run there before he got hurt. Remember, he got hurt when he got to the Lakers, rolled his ankle, and missed about a week. What do you mean he wasn't playing? Where do you get that information from? I don't even watch the Lakers, and I see that he's playing a lot of minutes before while LeBron was hurt. Where do you get that information from? Come on, man. D. Jones going back to regular season games. (laughs) Marcus Cruz, man, I love you, dog, but you're out your mind. See, it's all about what have you done for me lately. We live in a what have you done for me lately life business. Now that Schroeder hit a shot last night, he's all of a sudden better than d <laughs> Schroeder has been fucking awful all season long. He has been unbelievably bad. I wish they wouldn't have traded for that motherfucker. I think Schroeder's a choke artist, garbage motherfucker. I think he's soft. I think he gets hot and he's okay. But other than that, normally he is asshole. He is so fucking shitty. And now all of a sudden he hits one shot, and now Schroeder's now the shit. (laughs) I bet you Schroeder don't show up again in his whole fucking playoffs. Want to bet? Let's take a bet. I will bet you, Marcus Cruz, that Schroeder don't show up again in the playoffs. Let's bet. I'll bet you, and I'll bet you that D'Lo has a hell of a playoff run. Let's bet. I'll bet it. Let's bet it on Venmo. Come on, dog. We're It's all friendly. It's all good. I will bet you that Schroeder is a fucking choke artist. And, he's and every, hey, everyone deserves a little shine. And that's what he got. He got his shine last night. Schroeder's biggest moment was last night. You'll never hear from that motherfucker again in the playoffs. We can make this a friendly deal. We'll do a live together, and we'll watch the Laker games. And we'll see this motherfucker fold in Memphis. And we'll see D'Lo ball in Memphis. Did you guys see D'Lo last year when they played Memphis in the playoffs? Check it out, dog. Just watch. Let's bet it. Let's bet it. I bet you Hunter Schroeder runs his spot, but we got to do cash app. Rest in peace. I don't do cash app. I never had to do cash. i never done cash app, but we'll figure it out. Somebody said Schroeder has been clutch all season. Please pull up his clutch moments and show us. <laughs> Please pull up his clutch moments and show us. I want to see this clutch moments. I got to see the clutch moments, dog. Um, Major League, uh, let, me, let me, first of all, let me get back to this NBA thing. The heat get throttled by Atlanta. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't I didn't think Spolstra's Heat would ever bow down like that to a team without a coach, uh, in essence. So let me get this straight. Nick McMillan gets fired midway through the season. Uh, not midway, a little later than midway. Three quarters through the season, he gets fired because it's player empowerment. Player empowerment rules the world right now in professional sports. And Sean and I talk about it on Last Chance Q all the time. But player empowerment rules the world. And here we go. Trey Young and Nate McMillan apparently didn't get along. Oh, fuck. Really? I remember a guy named Michael Jordan who didn't get along with the fucking owner of the team or the GM of the team and still went to play every day, dog. Showed up, strapped up. And guess what? He still won championships. Trey Young, though, airs his dirty laundry, bitches and moans, and I think he's a complete shitbird. I think Trey Young's the epitome of what the fuck we have in the NBA and professional sports right now. Absolute pussy shitbird. That is what I've heard about him from people that have been around him. That's what I've heard from coaches that have coached him or been around him as a coach anyway, especially at Oklahoma. I've heard he's a fake-ass good boy. That's what we call him in the profession. That means he smiles at your face and stabs you in the back. That is who Trey Young is. Contrary to your belief, I'll take the word of a coach that's been around the man over a guy that just is a fan. That's just me. So here's the, here the deal is. I got to get this straight. So... The Atlanta Hawks front office has green-lighted the ownership to consider trade opportunities involving Trey Young. Here's my take on this. Here's my problem that I have. Here's the problem that I have. Um <sighs> Hey, Rad Pitt, uh you're not the only one that's told me that. I I've heard he was an absolute shitbird in high school and I heard he was- and I know that he was a shitbird at Oklahoma, contrary to all the public fanboys that think they know who he is. Um, he's a shitbird, bird. And I've been saying this for a long time. Somebody in the chat, I talked to uh, somebody that's a fan. We actually talked about this a while months ago. I, I forgot who it was. Uh, might've, might've been Joe cord might've been Joe cord. He's an Oklahoma um, fan. I think he was like, Trey Young's a good dude. And I was like, I you better find out dog. He's not a good dude. Um, But here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. Um, We got rid of a fucking great NBA man. A great one. Nate McMillan. Fucking legendary. Seattle Supersonic. Legendary. He was a great coach on his way. He's been winning everywhere he's been. He's turned Atlanta Hawks around. Now. His thing was you should trade Trey Young. Get me some players that want to play and we'll be all right because the rest of the team is all in. Trey Young's not. But when the ownership bows down and player empowerment over supersedes um, coaches, this is what you get. So now you get rid of the best coach you had possible. Best possible coach you could have had. And now... You see that this motherfucker's a shitbird. He's a locker room cancer. He's a complete fucking addition by subtraction. And now you have to renege on all the things you said about Nate McMillan. And now you're going to trade Trey Young after you've already got rid of Nate McMillan. Why don't you... Why don't you do more research instead of just go with the player every single time? If there is no hierarchy, dog, we're not going to have a good league. Football, basketball, baseball. Dog, there has to be some sort of fucking accountability here. This is unbelievable. The players run the world because of the money you pay them. If you don't start changing contract stipulations and you don't start changing shit around, you're gonna to continue to see this at an all time high. Nate McMillan got fucked. And now you've seen this motherfucker's a shitbird. And now, now we lost our great coach. Now we've fucking gotta deal with Trey Young's bitch ass. And now this is where we sit. I just I just can't handle I can't handle it. But Joe Accord, fuck what's good for him. Why are we so worried about serving to these motherfuckers? Why are we so worried about bowing down to these motherfuckers? Fuck what's good for Trey Young. How about what's good for the city of Atlanta? How about what's good for the organization? What happened? What happened to excuse me? What happened to that? What happened to the team? Like, there's no more of that. huh? It's all I, I, I. Like, I'm like, fuck Trey Young. I don't give a fuck what happens to him. Go to the fucking D- WNBA for all I care. The motherfucker got a little fucking weird old haircut anyway. I don't give a fuck about Trey Young and what happens to him. I care about fucking Nate McMillan. That's what I care about. I'm a Nate McMillan fan. Shit. I don't know one person that hasn't been around him that don't speak of the world of Nate McMillan. Salt of the earth. And he's a fucking coach to boot. Can't do it. Can't do it. Fuck these player empowerment fucks. Tampa Bay uh, Devil Rays 11-0. But during the stretch of this 11-0 run, Major League Baseball has to stretch the cell of beer to the eighth inning because of the speed of the game. I told you a buddy of mine went to the game the other day. And he was in line for an hour and got outside and sat in his seat with his son. And it was the sixth inning. It was the sixth inning. And he was in line for an hour. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? So now the Major League Baseball beer cells have to be stretched to the eighth inning. To the eighth inning. um, Because it's so fast. It's happening so fast. I, I, I don't know how long the Major League Baseball thing can happen. I don't know how long ba- Major League Baseball can go and not in, implode. Um, because what fan base are you going to get to go to your games? What's the fan base going to be like um, in, a few, in a few months when we want to go take the family? But guess what? The game's fucking two hours long now. And it takes an hour to get a hot dog and a beer. And now we've spent all this money. And I'm like, fuck that. It's, it's, it's a horrible experience for the fans. So I don't know how long this pitch thing can happen. And they better figure out how to back. See, what they're going to do is they're going to have more commercial breaks. They're going to have more intermissions. And what's it going to end up doing? It's going to make the game the same length. That's what they're going to end up doing. So to the TV fan, it's going to look like it's going fast. To the crowd that's actually at the game, it's going to slow it down so they can get their beers. stuff they're going to lose a lot of money. That Major League Baseball has to be losing money, and I'm confused as hell as to why the marketing and the PR of the Major League Baseball organization didn't realize that concession stands and stand and fans in the stands are the number one money maker. They didn't think this out very well, in my opinion. They're going to run the fans out of there. The Oakland A's already have a fan problem. They get like 6,000 people to show up for their game, if that. Florida Marlins have a problem. They get 8,000 at their games. Now maybe a little more finally. But, dog, baseball doesn't get a lot of fans right now, especially cold-weather cities. Unless you're a Yankee, a Dodger, maybe a Padre, a Giant, Um You know, Arizona, Colorado, they're not selling out. And now you got to fucking worry about a pitch count and you're going to lose a lot of fucking money. I'm just telling you. Um, Yeah, they're going to get murdered, Jerry. They're going to get murdered, man. Um, This. this William B. Willie Beamer. They have a pitch clock now, coach. Let me post this. Willie Beamer, everyone, he just told us what what I've been talking about for fucking 20 minutes. Are you shitting me, Willie Beamer? Are you fucking shitting me? Is that your breaking news? Do you fucking know we've been talking about this motherfucker for the last 10 minutes? Now you're going to tell us in the chat that the baseball has a fucking pitch clock? Are you fucking shitting me? See, that's the wrong with you motherfuckers. Nobody listens, dog. Nobody cares. Motherfuckers just, uh, let me go. Baseball has a pitch clock. What the fuck do you think I'm talking about? Fucking retard. Holy shit. We got a lot of dumb motherfuckers, man. There's just dumb motherfuckers that live on this green earth. Dumb motherfuckers. I'm just telling you. We are the dumbest humans that I've ever walked upon right now. This generation. Got to be the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever been around. Social media has wrecked your fucking brains. Just keep it real. Social media has absolutely crushed our brains. We don't have any attention to detail. We don't have any patience. Everything has to be... Hap off right now. Like, dog, you're like jacking off an elephant. Like, motherfucker, slow down, relax, calm down, enjoy the moment, dog. Hang out. I've only been talking about the pitch clock for fucking 20 minutes, but thanks a lot, Captain Fucking Obvious. Holy shit. Sherlock's homeboys entered the fucking building. Willie Beamer. (laughs) Oh... So we got we got we got bigger fucking bases, faster pitch pitch clock. we got uh, new bats, balls, and now we gotta check every time the pitcher walks off the mound. What the fuck are we doing in baseball? Like, I'm just telling you, but guess what, Zach, you're right. I think there's a pitch clock in baseball. You is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you calling me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Beamer gets the slap dick award. Um, whew, wow. Kuyper's come out with his first two rounds, mock draft, and the NBA MVPs come down to MB, Joker, Giannis, Tatum, and Mitchell. So we can agree Tatum and Mitchell will be thrown out. It'll be a three-man race, MB, Joker, and Giannis. Uh I'm leaning that Embiid is going to get the thing because there's been a lot of podcasts since we we have to go by what's popular opinion Kevin Garnett uh the pivot um you know all these different shows have come out and talked about Joker and the NBA MVP and basically DeMarcus Cousins went on Kevin Garnett's show and said If the Joker wins a third MVP in a row, he would be the best basketball player to ever walk the earth. And he would be in that conversation. You would have to put Joker in the conversation as the greatest basketball player to ever walk the earth. Do you believe in that? Do you agree? Because that is putting him in some fucking very, 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 very uh, tight, small fraternity. Three MVPs in a row for a guy that can't play defense, has never won a meaningful playoff series, and not even sniffed an NBA championship. You are going to give him an MVP three times in a row. I kind of felt DeMarcus Cousins' rationale. And does anyone in this room think the Joker is even close? Not only has not, we know he's not close to the best basketball player to ever live, but he's not even a top 20 center, in my opinion, that's ever lived. He's not even a top 20 center, in my opinion. So, I don't think he can get the third MVP in a row. But here it is, mediocrity is a new excellence. Mediocrity is the new excellence. So here's my take on this. Here's my take on this. Um, Why not get three in a row? If he's the best player for three years in a row in this mediocre new world we live in, why not give him the third in a row? That just proves my point that mediocrity is the new excellence and it shows that this is how shitty the NBA is. Joker's three-time MVP in a row just shows you that the NBA NBA is absolute joke. And if anyone puts him in any type of top 20 center list of all time, you're joking yourself. He can't play defense. He's fucking unathletic as shit. He's a guy that's benefiting from the rules. He can sit up top as a seven-foot center and dictate with his passing skills that he is now a point center and if you think that would have happened back in the day, you're sadly mistaken. Just throwing that out there. I, Willie Beamer's fucking with us now, right? We Willie Beamer's fucking with us now, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, so um, let me see here. I know, I know he's fucking with us. But here's the thing about it. Um, Willie Beamer, I'm going to block you, dog, because you're sounding like a fucking idiot. Um, but Embiid didn't show up to play against Joker when they played one-on-one. Mano-y-mano. Mono. They didn't show up. Embiid load managed against Joker. I can't give Embiid no, no shot. I cannot vote for Embiid. <laughs> Over Joker. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Can't do it. Embiid bitched out. It is what it is, doggy. Bitched out. I can't do it. I would vote Giannis over Joker this year. I would vote Giannis. And then it would be Giannis Joker back to back to back to back to back. Giannis Joker, but it is what it is. Um, You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with D Jones on this one finally. Give it to Giannis. Embiid shouldn't win for that alone. See, I don't I just don't like the bitch made shit. I can't do it. Um all right, so this is a breaking not breaking news, but this uh this football trainer named Mark Taylor, uh, who's on record saying the N-word multiple times, talks about hanging young black women and men. Um he trains 99% African-American black kids. He's a he's some popular trainer that the SEC and the ACC uses, and he trains a bunch of kids, young kids, high school kids, all these different kids. If you know the story, you know the story. But he's come out, and now he's recently in a video with Davo Sweeney, Nick Saban, a bunch of other SEC coaches, and now Davo, who had a coach on his staff, say the N-word. We remember, if you guys go back and remember. Um, now that this Mark Taylor guy is on record saying it many times and all these other things, now they're trying to cancel Davo. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, will be, he'll never be canceled because he's not on social media. See, that's the smartest thing that he did. He doesn't get on social media, so he can't be canceled. That's what you guys don't understand. That hasn't really set in with you. If you're not on social media, you can't really be canceled because you'll never know. And Nick Saban's not going to get approached at the college about this. (laughs) I'm just telling you right now. Number one, he's in Alabama, grass-rooted. Number two, he don't give a fuck. Nobody's seeing it. And uh, I think all the players that have played for Nick Saban would come out and vouch for Nick Saban. This guy, Mark Taylor, might be a complete fucking idiot And he is his own man and does his own thing. Now, from Dabo's Sweeney perspective, now shit is starting to stack up. Now shit is starting to stack up with this. Um, Now shit is starting to stack up. He had a coach say it. Now he hangs on with this guy. You know, perception's reality. Perception is 1000% reality. And uh, now you're going to start putting a fine tooth comb on Dabo Sweeney's so called Christian faith. And uh, stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for this one. Um, Gonna be very interesting. Gonna very gonna be very interesting. Um, Kel Gundy got fired at OU. Um for for totally out of context, by the way. I, I know some people in the room. Totally out of context for the Kel Gundy thing. I've known Kel a long time. Uh I know a lot of people that know Kel. If you've seen any of his players or former coaches come forward in defense of Kel Gundy, um, you should go look it up. A lot of great NFL running backs and players who played for Kel are saying, that's bullshit. We know what Kel did, and I know what he did, too. And that story runs deep. And uh, I've said it. Motherfucking kids saying the word to each other during a meeting, and they're reading on their phone out loud disrespecting the meeting, and they're saying the N-word over and over and over and over, and then the coach snatches the phone, and he starts reading it, and that's the word that he sees. Listen, Kel Gunny didn't put no RR on it. He, I would never say the word. He shouldn't say the word. But if he's going to read what's on the tablet and read what the kid is saying out loud, since it's such an important fucking message on his text message over this fucking team meeting, but the kid keeps his job, the coach loses his let that sink in that is the player empowerment that we're in this is the player empowerment that i speak of all the time so just throwing that out there that's kind of what happened if you know um i just told you the story andrew i just told you the story so i just told you the the story in a nutshell that's what happened so you're okay with the kid saying it all day long. And I understand the white coach shouldn't say it, but he didn't say it in that context is what I'm telling you. He was reading what the fuck was on the thing. And guess what? The entire room laughed. The entire room laughed. The entire room laughed. It wasn't like, oh, did coaches say that? No. The entire room laughed because they knew what Coach Gundy was. They liked them. They loved them. They knew what he was doing and they knew what the fucking kid was doing. And it was a message to the fucking team. Get off your fucking phone saying stupid shit. That's what it was. That's the truth. Um, that is what happened. Um, but yeah, exactly. They shouldn't say it. Um, but he was uh fucked. I'm just gonna tell you straight out. Devin White requests a trade. Devin White requests a trade um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Zero intention um to trade Devin White despite the trade request the bucks say. White is due 11.7 mil and he's under his fifth year option. Um here's the deal, player empowerment again. Here's the deal with player empowerment. Um Player empowerment, again, strikes. Devin White no longer wants to play in Tampa on his fifth-year deal of his contract because Tom Brady's gone. The lore has gone. We've lost Bruce Arians. We've lost this kind of this hype and excitement that Tom Brady brought in there with A.B. And we had all this shit going. We had Gronk and, uh, and you know all this shit, right? And uh all this shit, right? Um shit, hold on. But yet But yet... But yet... Let me see. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry, but but he wants a trade. I don't know, man. I wouldn't trade him for shit. Um, I wouldn't trade him for shit. I'd make him stay there. I like Devin White, but unless there's a trade that makes sense, uh, which that's going to be the excuse. We're always going to have the excuse to protect the player because this is player empowerment driven. So we're always going to say, "Oh, we had a great deal." It's really not a great deal. You're just, you're just falling for, um. We're just falling for player empowerment. This ain't a big deal. Like, this ain't a fucking good trade. Now, I told Sean yesterday on Last Chance Q, by the way, Last Chance Q will air live on YouTube tomorrow. We're going to give you a uh, uh, a little deal. We're going to give you a little snippet. We're going to do it live on YouTube tomorrow night, 530 Pacific, 730 Central. Um The Atlanta, I mean, the the Devin White thing is, Sean and I said, let's go to Detroit. Make Detroit a deal. Because if Detroit can get Devin White without drafting a backer and they can use that pick, their sixth pick on a tight end or a big-time D-tackle, the Detroit Lions are going to be a team to worry about. If the Detroit Lions can make a move to get Devin White on the cheap, then I would try to do that. I would try to do that. Um, I would try to do that. So, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, Let me see. So that's just how it is. I don't know. I, I I would I would try to go with the Lions if I was the Lions. I'm trying to make a move on them. If not, fuck it. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, we already talked about, but I want to get into this trade young thing. I'm going to equate it and equal it to, um, um. Um Zion Williamson. All right. Let's get into this thing. Let's get into this Zion Williamson thing. Let's get into this Zion Williamson thing. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get into this. Physically, I'm fine. Now I it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I understand the magnitude of these games coming up and I don't want to be out there hesitating or doing something that may affect my team in a bad way. Um... Dog, hold on a second. I got to, I got to show you this. I got to show you this. Um, let's see. I thought I had a Zion video, don't I? Let's see. Hold on a second. Uh, where is it? Damn it. I don't have it. Um, One second. This Zion thing is sickening because I want to show you a video. I'm, some of you may have saw it. And if you look at this picture, dog, I want to show you this picture real close up. I want you to see this picture. I want you to see this picture. Hold on, let me let me let me show you this picture. How do I get this picture big? I don't know how to do this picture shit. Physically I'm fine. Look at this motherfucker's head. Look at his head. Um look at his head. He's fine and in shape. That motherfucker's so lazy and fat. I got you gotta hear this video and see this video. I thought I had a video here. Let me see. I don't have the video. Um dog, he is so badly out of shape. I'm so fucking tired of hearing excuses. There's no fucking way you can sit here and tell me that this motherfucker just sat up here and told you. That he's ready to go, but he doesn't want to go on the fucking court and hurt his fucking fellow fucking teammates? Are you shitting me? Come on, man. Are you joking me? So you're soft. You're not a competitor. He sat there and said that I'm a competitor. I'm going to fucking... Quote what he said in the video. I'm so competitive that I don't want to play because I will possibly hurt my teammates. Now, what the fuck oxymoron message is that? What the fuck oxymoron ass shit is that? You got to be shitting me. We make excuses for excuses. He is a complete bust. He is a complete fucking bust And I'm going to be honest, he is now floating the line, toting the line with Ben Simmons. Zion now is showing me a lot of fucking Ben Simmons. He's another one of these fucking enabled kids who got a big old bag up front and never produced, never met the criteria. He never met expectations. He got the money, ate himself out of the NBA, he became lazy as shit. His circle is fucked and is soft. And there are a bunch of yes boys. And they tell him what he wants to hear, not what he needs to hear. And that is what it is. John Morant's the same way. But Zion has even gotten worse. You're telling me that a hamstring has cost this motherfucker two years. Two years. And I haven't heard shit about him on ESPN. Why the fuck we're not calling him out? This fat motherfucker hasn't done anything for New Orleans. I would try to get rid of this motherfucker as soon as I can. Period. I'd get rid of that motherfucker. Like, dog, this motherfucker's talking about he's competitive so he won't play? Oh, man. Um, It's unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable. Zion is fucking a bust complete and utter failure. Unfucking believable, man. I would get rid of that motherfucker so fucking fast if I could. He is a complete bust. Here's the thing. What do you mean who takes him? Dog, who takes Kyrie? Who takes fucking all these other scrub-ass motherfuckers? Dog, they take these sorry motherfuckers. The the NBA ego front offices of the ego, the the size of their ego, they'll say they can flip them, they can switch them, they can motivate them. He needs a change of scenery. Like Joe Accord said, Trey Lance. Hopefully, a, a, a change of scenery will help him. Well, there you go. Give him a fucking change of scenery. That's what these GMs really think is gonna change these guys. But guess what, dog? The tiger stripes don't change. Tiger stripes don't change. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Um period. It is what it is, dog. Zion's a bust. He ain't gonna change somewhere new. <laughs> He ain't gonna train somewhere new. Shit, um, I would bet dollars to dimes that Kyrie does not resign. I would almost bet that Luca's gone too. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Just remember that. If you think Luca and Kyrie's gonna come back to Dallas and play together, you're smoking rocks. I don't see it. No way in shape in hell. No fucking way in hell that those two come back, and I don't really give a fuck. I wish motherfuckers would stop talking about Kyrie, Ben Simmons, uh, Zion, uh, John Morant. I would stop talking about the motherfuckers. They are complete and utter fucking mockeries of the sport, slap in the face of their forefathers, who have allowed them to make absorbance amount of money, and now, all the young kids following suit in their footsteps are going to do the same shit. I would stop talking about the motherfuckers. If I was on mainstream media, I wouldn't even bring these soft pussy motherfuckers up. Because they are fucking ruining the generations behind them. Just telling you. Um, Kyrie's a bucket of shit. That's what Kyrie is. Motherfucker's a bucket of shit. See, you guys think that uh, there is such thing as addition by subtraction, all right? I say you get rid of Kyrie, you would have had a better team. I think Dallas would be in the playoffs if they would have kept Finney Smith and those other cats. Addition by subtraction is a real thing. Subtraction by addition is also a real thing. The Dallas Mavericks just found out what subtraction by addition is. Let that sink in, dog. Let that shit sink in. The Dallas Mavericks found out how subtraction by addition worked out. <laughs> That's real shit. Let that sink in. Um, just throwing it out there, dog. That's just what it is. Um, is. Let's see. um usa today columnist i got sent this by a few people and uh obviously pat perez is one of them because uh the live does not like this lady at all and usa today i'm gonna be honest is the worst fucking tabloid in america they've literally wrote lies about myself They've written lies about Michael Jordan. They literally won't even contact you and they will quote you a straight up lie. They're protected by the freedom of, of, of press. Um, you can't really sue them. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, they really will go out of their way. Just like Sports Illustrated has now become a fucking total fabricated journalistic group. They are fucking horrible. Um, the USA Today though, has come out this lady and said that USA Today columnists wrote a column expressing um extreme disappointment that the live golfers were shown on television because of their Saudi connection, except the university she works for takes money from Saudi all the fucking time all the time. Um, that shit blows my mind. Um,' try to find this thing. All the fucking time. We're calling them out. PGA calls out the Saudi group, yet their number one fucking money maker is 3M, and that's a Saudi group. The, the hypocrisy is, is unbelievable. Seriously. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. I'm just telling you. It is what it is. Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, It blows my fucking mind. This lady's come out and has the audacity to talk shit, yet her university's funded by Saudi. I just don't get the fucking straight-up secondhand embarrassment that I get all the fucking time from these fucking idiots. These fucking idiots blow my fucking mind. This girl is talking shit about a group who funds a group of players who made more money than the entire Masters last week. Um, (laughs) Dog, money talks, bullshit walks. You can talk all the shit you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It really don't matter. It does not fucking matter. You are an idiot. USA Today is a fucking mockery. Um, I want to get into uh, a little top 10 segment right now. I got to dive into it. I got to get into another JB's top 10 real quick. Um, top 10 sports movies of all time. I got to dive into it. I got to dive into the top 10 sports movies. Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not a member. Um if you're not a member of our Discord or our Patreon, become one. Um, Patreon is going to be legit as fuck. We got a lot of videos on there. If you're a coach, you want some data and information, um, spreadsheets or film, come on over to Patreon. And if you want to get this coaching one-on-one, it's going to be there soon after the draft ends. We're going to be doing more coaching segments of just straight up coaching, building programs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Quarterback play in specific. But every position we will touch on, we're going to have major guests on to talk about certain positions, coaches, current coaches, former coaches. Uh, we're going to have all that on Last Chance Q. Make sure you subscribe to Patreon. We will be there for all of it. Um, and if you're not a member of this show, become the member. We're trying to get back to 500 members. Make sure you're a member. Everybody in here, best ninety nine you can spend. Uh, The program number one, Marcus Cruz said, "Woo! Vision Quest. Hey, man, a lot of people like Vision Quest. I'm not a Vision Quest guy. Uh, Steve Kim loves Vision Quest. I'm not a Vision Quest guy. This is my opinion. These are my top 10. And uh, I could have put 16 in here. Easy. 16, easy. Uh, Now, let me explain and give a disclaimer, okay? I want to make sure that we have a disclaimer. I got to make this disclaimer because i for one separate all the rockies and i do not put the rockies in the top sports movies of all time i put the rockies in it's a completely different category rocky is my favorite classic series of all time rocky is the fa- is my favorite multiple sequel movie of all time. Rocky's my favorite series of movies of all time. So I'm throwing that out there. I'm not going to put Rocky in this sports genre. I'm going to put it as a more of a drama series uh, slash sports. These are completely just one hitter quitter, true sports Movies, not a series, not a sequel. These are one-time movies. So I wanted to make sure I disclaim that because Rocky, if we had to put it in sports, I would have three or four of them in the top 10, <laughs> but I'm not. All right. I'm not. So um, thank you. Rocky is a drama. That's why I can't do it. <clears throat> All right. All the right moves. Wow. Sean bringing it back. All right, so here's mo- here's movies that did not make the cut. So you can get all your mad yelling out at me right now. These are movies that did not make the cut and get into my top 10. And these were hard ones because these are things i thought about. The Bad News Bears. <clears throat> there was a sequel of them. There's a few of them. Uh, The Bad News Bears is a classic. I love the Bad News Bears, um, but I try to stick to movies that just were one hitter quitters. That means there was just one of them and there was it wasn't sequels. It wasn't a series. Uh, The Bad News Bears. Sports movie. Yeah, but really more of a storytelling show that talks about, you know, a drunk coach and some badass kids. Right. Then they made another one, so I t- I kept them out. I just want to be clear. Caddyshack, Caddyshack didn't make my cut. It's 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 more of a sh- movie, not a real sports movie. Um, similar to Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Um, had to keep them. I had to keep Bull Durham out. I know Steve Kim will be mad at me. Bull Durham didn't make my cut. Slapshot. I love Slapshot. Great hockey flick, but. The, I had to keep Slapshot out. This is just my opinion. The mi- Miracle. I love the movie Miracle, man. I really do. Miracle is unbelievable about the 1980 Olympic hockey team um, that Al Michaels calls. And uh had to keep Miracle out. I had to keep Miracle out. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Um, had to keep it out. I, I liked Any Given Sunday. To me, it was way too long. It was a lot more drama than it was really a sports movie. Um, I, I'm just not a huge, huge fan. I like it. It's okay. But really, it's more of a true cinematic Al Pacino movie. I thought Al Pacino was pretty bad at a, as a coach. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's my personal opinion. It was a lot of bullshit being spewed in that movie that a lot of people, if you played and understood, uh, it does, didn't marry up. So I got that out. I got that out. Uh, didn't make my list. Did not make my list. Um, I thought the Al Pacino speech in, in Any Given Sunday was fucking garbage. So I'm against the grain. I don't think it was that great. I thought it was a movie script script speech and a lot of people think it was real. <laughs> if I heard that speech in a locker room, I would have fucking walked out. <laughs> but it is what it is, dog. That's why we're all individuals. All right, here we go. Top 10. This is a very tough top 10 sports movies to crack. It's hard to get into my top 10, dog. I'm just going to be honest. Um, it's hard to get in my top 10. The Best of Times is one of my all-time favorite movies, by the way. It's not a real, even though it's a true story about um, Taft and Bakersfield, uh, it's with Robin Williams, Kurt Russell. If you guys don't know the movie, uh, The Best of Times is a great, great movie, one of my favorite movies of all times. I did not put it in here as a true sports movie. It's more of a storytelling drama, uh, even though it is about a football game that was really played in real life. um, I just can't put that in here as a true sports movie. Um, I'm sorry, I can't. You'll get why with my top 10. My top 10 is straight cut to the cuts right to sports. Uh, It's a true movie about sports, about a sport. Particular sport, whatever it may be, best of times was more of a drama, funny act, uh, drama, funny movie comedy, um, with a little bit of truth telling in it. The Taft and Bakersfield rivalry, rivalry was legit, it was real, but I love that they did a movie about that rivalry. I had a couple people that I know that were in that rivalry back in the day. Taft Junior College was a national powerhouse before they folded, just giving you a little history lesson here. Um, So it is what it is. Um, All right, here we go, top 10. Number 10 for me is the program. The program. Yes, the program is not higher than the number 10 spot. I love the program. It made my top 10 list. There's just nine better movies out there for me. (laughs) It's really that fucking simple. Don't look too fucking deep into it. The program is great. I love the program. They basically kind of simulate a Florida State type of team. Uh, They kind of dive into steroid use. Uh, They kind of dive into the whole, you know, academic advisor, fucking the player. I mean, it's all real shit. Um, But, you know... It's a cool little story. Um, I love the program. um, But having said that, it makes my top 10, but it comes in at number 10, the program. So the program's number 10. All right? It is what it is. Um, Number nine, a chilling ending to a great story on a great sports movie about golf. Kevin Costner, 10 Cup. Comes in at number nine. I love 10 Cup. I think 10 Cup is a full-on, you can argue it's a sports drama, but it is specifically about golf. It is a storyline about how this guy was just a guy on a driving range who goes out to try to win a fucking U.S. Open and uh, can't get out of his own way, similar to Coach A.B. So... um, it is what it is. I got 10 Cup at number nine. I got 10 Cup at number nine. Uh, great movie, 10 Cup. Number eight. Remember, this is my list, so fuck all you motherfuckers who don't like it. All right, number eight. I got Blue Chips. Blue Chips comes in at number eight for me, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte did a hell of a job. Um, it was a great movie. Shaq, Penny Hardaway. Uh, a lot of young players were in that movie um, early on uh, in their careers. A uh, great little story about recruiting and boosters and what you're seeing right now with NIL. Blue chips showed you what was coming 30 years ago. <laughs> or however long ago that was. Had to be about 30 years now, right? Uh, 20, yeah, 35, going on 40 years maybe. How long ago was that shit? God damn. Uh, I got blue chips at number eight. Blue chips at number eight. Number seven. Uh, this movie right here, man, I love this movie. Uh, it is a, you know, made up movie of course about football, but necessary roughness has to be in my top 10. Uh, number seven, um, you know, the story of old quarterback coming back to college, playing a girl kicker. Uh, you know, this is the thing that trend it the girls getting into football and kicking the ball. If you haven't read that true story, go check it out. Um, the former model and, and uh, Playmate and the model, Sports Illustrated model. Uh, Kathy Ireland was the kicker. Uh, they had the big Uso Polynesian guard, a center that was helping her. Mano. Uh, great movie. Uh, Sinbad was in it. Um, funny movie, but it has a little story at the end. And uh, I love Necessary Roughness. Uh, classic. Uh Major League did not make my cut because there's multiple ones. And even though it's a baseball movie, it's not really, it's more of a comedy um, driven series. So I kept Major League out. I love Major League. I love Major League. I love both of them. Number one's obviously the best, uh, but uh, I kept it out. All right. Number six The Replacements. Gotta love Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman in the replacements. Um, I thought the the replacements is a, is a, is a, a, at least has some real football in it as far as nuts and guts, grit, and uh, huddle talk. The replacements is great. Uh, You know, basically Keanu plays a quarterback for like the second time in his life. Uh, He also played it in, uh, he was also Johnny, uh, what was his name? Johnny. Johnny, fuck, Utah. He was also Johnny Utah. Always has a bad knee, don't he? Uh, anyway, uh, Keanu Reeves, The Replacements, comes in at number six for me. Love The Replacements. I love how it ends. I love it walking off. Throws the tight end, the, the deaf tight end, the touchdown. Uh, love The Replacements. Number five. Man, number five is tough for me because this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, Shane Falco, yeah. Number 5 uh is tough for me cuz this this movie right here I could easily have at number 1. That's how tough my top 5 is. This how tough my top 5 is. I could easily have my number 5 movie at my number 1 movie very very easily. Number 5 The Natural. Robert Redford hits the cover off the ball, puts the ball into the lights at the end. It's the single greatest ending to a movie. In the history of cinema, fight me on that. The Natural, Sean Waffle, I know you're a fan. Is that not the greatest ending to a movie on cinema history? The Natural. Robert Redford, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. You don't know what you're missing. It is a baseball movie depicted in the 30s and Robert Redford was the shit. He was basically the best thing going. He strikes out Babe Ruth when he was young, and then he gets shot by a psycho fucking Instagram model who would be equivalent to today and or a made-up human, whatever it would have been, shoots the guy because he's great, doesn't want greatness to happen, and then he takes a setback for fucking 18 years and then makes a comeback and gets into Major League as a hitter. He was a pitcher, comes back as a hitter, and basically... Uh, argue that he's one of the best uh, baseball players ever. And then they find out he has an old injury and blah, 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 blah. And then he hits a home run and walks off into the sunset. The Natural, number five. One of my favorite movies of all time. I think The Natural could be my number one, but I got it at number five. All right? So it is what it is. The Sandlot, man, it's it's more of a movie. It's a kiddie movie. It's like, you know, uh the what is that the giants or what was that movie the 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 little giants um you know it's a sports movie but it's not it's more of a funny fun drama action thriller you know what i mean i I, I don't put it as a sports movie um i do love the sandlot but couldn't be in this top list couldn't make that list uh number five was a natural number four <clears throat> man this top five is tough Number 4, I got to go to Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. Hoosiers comes in at number 4 for me. Um Number 4 is Hoosiers, man. Uh Jimmy Chitwood, uh basically Larry Bird. You know, Hickory, Indiana, great story. Barbara Hershey's the teacher. I can tell you word for word that movie. Um uh, Dennis Hopper is the drunk dad of uh one of the players, and, uh, you know, great, great movie. Gene Hackman's like the villain head coach who, you know, wouldn't take any shit from the townsfolk. And uh, if you haven't seen the Hoosiers, go watch it. Classic. I got it at number four. That's how tough my top five is to crack. Number five, The Natural. Number four, Hoosiers. Number three, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans comes in at number three. I believe Remember the Titans – um has to be the greatest football movie of all time um for sure in my opinion um but remember the titans tells a true story um a movie that was left out of my top 10 is radio uh radio was a little bit too sentimental for me even though it is a true story i got to meet radio i took a picture and put it on social media years ago when i was recruiting Uh, In South Carolina, Um, I was recruiting and got to meet Radio. He was still there. Radio passed away a couple years ago. Uh, I think I did a little dedication thing to him. I got to sit down with Radio. I'm glad I got to do that. Uh, They made a movie about him, obviously. Um, Hannah High School in uh, South Carolina. Beautiful fucking school. Great talent. Great players. I've had a lot of kids from there. Um, He... uh, He was a good dude to sit down with, man. Unbelievable. He was still doing the same shit in 2017 and 18 when I recruited the school. That's crazy to me. He passed away. Um, I left the radio off this list because it was more of a sentimental feel-good story. Not basically really, even though it was football-based, I kept it out. Number four, the Hoosiers. Number three, remember the Titans. Uh, and number two leads me to my number top one and two. Number two, Glory Road. Glory Road, a basketball movie. True story. Um, if you don't know or haven't seen Glory Road, go watch it. Glory Road tells the real truth of basketball in the South as kind of it transformed. Texas Western, who's now UTEP, um, Texas El Paso, played Kentucky with Pat Riley they won the championship beat uh, for the basically the first time five brothers started and took the court um, history making transcending set the precedent kind of molded what we know basketball to be today um, glory road is uh, number two for me and number one um, Whoever can guess number one, whoever can guess number one, I'll send you a hoodie. How about that? I'll give you two minutes. Anybody that can guess number one, whoever the first one is in the chat, I'll send them a hoodie. Whoever guesses number one, drop it. It's not Coach Carter, not North Dallas 40. I I kept North Dallas 40 out of there. That's not one of my movies. I already said, remember the Titans, Jamel. Remember the Titans was number three. Miracle, I kept out of my top 10. I said it before I started. Number Miracle came in at number 11 for me. Friday Night Lights, no. Rudy, no. Gridiron Gang, no. Coach Carter, no. Longest Yard, no. Uh, North Dallas 40 is a great movie. Uh, it was just not my type of Steves It's not my stees. Uh, I know Steve Kim's favorite movie of all time. It's not for me. Field of Dreams, no. Brian Song, no. Hard Knocks is not a movie. Um, uh, The Wrestler, no. 42, no. Space Jam, no. <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, no. We Are Marshall. Good movie. No. Varsity Blues, no. It's varsity blues, didn't make my top ten. Either did We Are Marshall. I love We Are Marshall. I love Varsity Blues. Um, But no, Above the Rim, no, it's not a real sports movie. I would never put Above the Rim in there. Above the Rim is a classic. I love Above the Rim, but it's not a sports movie in my opinion. Uh, The Replacements, I already said. Blindside, no, I didn't have it in my top 10. Blue Chips, I already said. I already said no, no, Coach Carter. No one's got it yet. Invincible, no. I liked Invincible, good movie, but uh, it wasn't a top 10 sports movie to me. Um, last chance Q, um, hoop dreams. No, fuck. No, I thought hoop dreams was a joke. biscuit No division three. No, nobody got it. Dog school ties. Wow. David LaFleur, you broke down some old school shit. School ties. I think that was a Brennan Fraser and Matt Damon. Wasn't that where, uh, they were like at a Catholic school and shit and they cheated school ties wow brings back some memories uh i already said major league didn't make my top 10 any given sunday i already have and did not make my top 10 uh greater good movie no dodgeball is not a sports movie stop slap dick wildcats classic wildcats one of my top five movies but it's not a sports movie in my opinion it's a storytell um hoosiers i already said hoosiers was number four nobody got it dog come on man I already, I said Hoosiers was number four. Number one for me. Not Ollie either. I'll tell you, nobody got it. Um, Rebound, the Earl Manigold story, number one movie of all time. Rebound, and none of you, for none of you to say it means none of you saw it. There's no way you've seen Rebound, the Earl Manigold story, and don't have some sort of feeling about it. You guys are out of your fucking mind. If you have never watched Rebound, the real Earl Manigold story. Not fucking Rebound with Martin Short, slapdick. Rebound, the Earl Manigold story. Go watch it. Not fucking Martin Short's Rebound. Holy shit. I'm not that big of a fucking slapdick, dog. Go watch Rebound, the Earl Manigault story. Don Cheadle plays Earl Manigault. Um, Forrest Whitaker plays the Rucker. It's true story. One of my good friends from George, from Watts, from the Nickerson Gardens, is in the movie. Anthony Langston, Verbum Day legend, uh, Nickerson Gardens uh, legend, is in the movie. He plays Lou Alcindor. If you watch the movie, good friend of mine plays Kareem before Kareem. Um, Power Memorial High School, where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went, formerly Lou Alcindor. Uh, My boy D'Anthony Langston plays him in the movie. The greatest... Sports movie of all time. And yes, it is a story involved, but it is a true sports movie, sports story, true story. Rebound is my favorite movie of all time and sports movie of all time. So it covers both things. Rebound is my all-time favorite movie, by the way. So this is my list, dog. It is what it is. Man, this ain't Rebound with Martin Lawrence, Meeks. See, that's the difference. Some of you motherfuckers are not very cultured. Come on, man. Rebound with Martin Lawrence? You shitting me? No, that ain't the movie I'm talking about. I'm talking about Rebound. It's called the Earl Manigold story. Go check it out. We are Marshall's great. Uh, Hey, Jerry Ports, you don't like Rebound? What's your favorite sports movie of all time, Uh, Jerry? Uh, There's a lot of good movies, man. A lot of good movies that are out there, man. I know you young, boy. You motherfuckers are young. I love We Are Marshall. Uh, One of my former Arena League wide receivers is in the movie. Uh, right when they're doing a little bit of Oklahoma drill kind of thing, they're kind of in the huddle talking shit. Um, a kid named Ryan, he uh, he was my Arena League receiver. Played at Iowa State, by the way. Uh, he was in We Are Marshall. Um, great movie. I, I'm not a McConaughey guy like that. McConaughey being the head coach, it, it, it killed the movie to me. It absolutely killed the movie to me. I mean, just... Uh, Come on, guy. Like, come on, man. That motherfucker is not the coach. He was a horrible fucking coach, dog. He was a fucking horrible coach. Uh, he was horrible. I know. Gridiron Gang. True story. My buddy was the athletic director during that movie. Uh, true story. True story. I think Sean Tarver is the AD there now. Or Paul Guidry is. All friends of mine, by the way. Uh, out there in Malibu. Um, In that area True story, Gridiron Gang Yep, true story Um, Man, I don't know if I could be an actor My acting would have to be Documentary style Like, that's my acting though Because if, if you don't give me a script And just let me go Then I guess I'd be a great actor But other than that I, I don't think I could be an actor with a script Nah, there's no way. If you just film me being an actor, maybe just doing me in my element, then you'll say I'm an actor, but I'm not. I'm just being me. I can't do a script and, you know, I don't want to memorize a fucking script, really. Um, But, you know, Riley Gaines back in the news. Um, It's worth noting that, I don't know if you've noticed this, Megan Rapino and her wife, whatever the fuck, uh, has basically called them out. They, she's declared war against the real women. Megan Rapino can eat a dick. All these women that go out and talk about women's rights, now she's going against the grain as a real woman, and after her career has already fucking ended, she wants to come out and talk about the made-up humans' rights. Well, you didn't have to play against a man, motherfucker. Man, I never liked the Megan Rapinos. I used to have arguments about this fucking broad. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that Riley Gaines has stood her ground and said, fuck you, Megan Rapino. I'm so happy that a real woman has called out this motherfucker. And you know what? I was starting to lean towards lesbians as my new favorite person. I love lesbians. They can't do no wrong to me. (laughs) And now with all the made up humans, I'm like, fuck, lesbians seem like the rational fucking people of all these fucking people. If we're talking about the LGBTQ community, lesbians have to be on my top fucking tier. Now, they're not again because of Megan Rapino coming out and basically saying it's OK to fucking have a man born with a dick to play and compete versus a natural born woman in a sport. You've declared war, Megan Rapino, and I'm just glad that Riley Gaines called you out, you fucking piece of shit. All these women activists and women rights people now are against women. Let that sink in. How much money did they pay you, Megan Rapino? How much money did they fucking pay you, Megan Rapino? Today's politicians in D.C. are claiming to protect women's sports by pushing a trans and intersex sports ban. Call your congressional rep today to say women's sports needs protection from unequal pay. Get the fuck out of here. So Riley Gaines came out and said, it's worth noting, one, you're done with your athletic career, and two, because you aren't sexually attracted to men, it's unlikely you will ever have a daughter to defend. To me, this looks like a classic case of virtual signaling because you have nothing to personally lose. I love that take by Riley Gaines, whoever wrote that for her or if she wrote it herself. Seems like it's her against the world right now. She's suing San Francisco uh, State University um, for basically getting assaulted and almost beat and uh, kidnapped and everything else you could think of. And then they have people coming out like These made-up humans, these made-up humans um, have really, really, um, the audacity of these made-up humans blow my mind. The made-up humans think that they are untouchable. They think they're unfucking touchable. And that is my point to America. All you that are being canceled, myself, Riley Gaines, you have to stand together and cancel the cancelers. Cancel the cancelers. Because we did it against Bud Light. You guys canceled Bud Light. You did it. Congratulations. Can we stand now with this shit? Can we beat this shit? Come on, man. You you cancel but like, dog, you can do it. So, let's cancel these fucking weirdo made-up humans who think they're untouchable. They're not. They're not untouchable. They can't reproduce. Because assholes don't make babies. If you can shit out a baby, please let me know. <laughs> you would legitimately be called a shitbird. <laughs> but let's be honest. These made up humans can't shit out babies. So they have to go and gather the masses. They got to go start with the youngsters, right? That's why you see these fucking weirdo fucking things happening in the hooters of the world. With these made-up humans and these uh and these uh these fucking weirdos attracting our kids into these places, and I don't understand who the parent of these kids are. They should all be fucking castrated. These parents should be absolutely castrated. Um, but having said that, um, these guys got to go out and get kids. They got to go get people because they can't have babies. They can't reproduce. Contrary to your belief, brought to you by Dog, so They can't have babies. So this is the point. They have to go out and get new people. They got to go get new talents, Recruit, if you will. I don't want to call it that because I think it's fucking pedophilia at its all-time finest moment. And I don't agree with it one bit. And you have to stop the recruiting process, people. Cancel, people. Cancel the cancelers! Stop the fucking made-up humans with this drama! Shout out to Riley Gaines. I'm trying to get her on the show. I've been reaching out. She was on Outkick with my boy Dan Dockets today. If you haven't go watch Outkick, Dan Dockett's show, go check it out. Riley Gaines was on her show today. Uh, I'm gonna try to get her on this show. Uh, I gotta get it. On, I gotta get her. I'm gonna try to get her. Uh, Hopefully I can, and uh, I'm going to reach out and see if we can make that happen. I got to get her on the show, though. Got to get her on the show. Jerry Ports, man, this is, we're in a fucked up situation, man. We are in a fucking bad spot. I got to be honest. We're in a bad spot. Jerry, it's about time to play poker again, I think. Uh, We got to get back to the tables, uh, get Dave in here. Hopefully he'll be drinking a Bud Light and I can film it and put it on Twitter and get a few likes. (laughs) I got to get Dave to drink some Bud Light. Will Dave drink some fucking Bud Light on camera? I got to do it. I guarantee you, Jerry, if I were to get that to be done, because you know Dave don't give a fuck. Dave will drink that shit all day long. He don't give a fuck. They will drink the whole thing of Bud Light. Like, uh, I don't have any, I don't think. I might have some. I still might have some left. But you know the fucking hate that I would take, even as a fucking prank? I would get bashed on Twitter, Jerry. Jerry, you would be spending your entire day defending me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, hey, so all the Patreon members, that first 20 group, I'm going to start selecting some guys to try to come on out and have a poker night with me. Um, I'm going to try to get that going ASAP, um, and try to get a few people out here. We got to just make sure you understand something. Um, it ain't cheap. So we got to make sure we get more members and build the thing up first before I can just start bringing motherfuckers out, uh, on my own accord. Um, you are Free to pay your own way to come on out, and uh, we can make a day of it, a night of it. You can co-host the show and be at the poker party. Um, I'll put you up in a hotel, no question about it. Uh, if you want to grab the flight, if you're if you're from SoCal, though, and you're a, a Patreon member, I think there's a few. Um, obviously, it's easy money. You guys can come co- co-host the show with me. We'll do that as a real one that I am. We'll co-host the show, like I said I would do, and we'll do a poker party that night, smoke a stick, drink some yak, chill with the slapdick bullies. Uh, That is all coming. Uh, That is all coming down the the, the list. Uh, The the pipe. Yeah, uh, Jerry, I'm working on getting her on the show. Uh, Hopefully I can get her on the show uh, maybe this week Why it's hot. Um, So, you know, we'll see. Hey, LBC, Rob, we can do that, too. We can watch film all day, too. I'm going to start doing film sessions. Uh, I'm actually going to go speak to a few high schools out of state. So if you guys are wanting to book me, any coaches want me to book, want to book me to come speak to their staff or their players, I'll do a two-day all-inclusive. It will cost you. Don't. It ain't free. Shit. I'll give you an all-inclusive real talk banter, real, real coaching. This ain't no fucking Glazer Clinic or AFCA. I will give you how to rebuild a program, how to recruit, how to run a staff, how to be an assistant coach. I will break down everything from the weight room to discipline to study hall. You name it. I will do it all. And I'll do a whole day on X's and O's if you want to just do the fun and sexy shit. But too many of you want to go straight to the fun and sexy shit without ever learning how to run a fucking program first. How about you learn how to come up with a fucking coaching philosophy number one (laughs) if you don't even have a philosophy it blows my mind that you just want to go hey coach can you talk about rpo motherfucker your kids are leaving you every day and you have no fucking idea how to run a program but you want to talk rpo because you want to be sexy guess what everybody runs rpo anyone can run an rpo not everyone can run a program let that sink in um, that is why I'm going to do an all-inclusive show. Um, here's some more banter that you guys should know. Um, Who's a great One of the great... Moment of silence. Please take a moment of silence for what we saw. People on the audio side, what we saw was a made-up human at one of the most well-respected ballet schools uh, in the world. This made-up human was accepted into ballet school with women and has now been put... As a top ballet person in the world, and it is a made-up human, which we call a man, in this case, with a dick, and was horrible. Oh, my God. On the audio side, if you're listening and you want to come see this little fucking piece, come watch it. That is a man... That is a man, and Lucy, you got to read this story. You got to read this story. Derek, Eric with the wrench, do you have the story on the, on the actual graphic I sent you, the story? I don't have the story now. I don't know where the fucking story is. I need the story for that. Um, that story is unbelievable. Uh, let me see if I have the story. Let me see if I have the story here. I got to share the story of that right there. That is a very, very disturbing, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Let me tell you the story. All right. Here's the story. All right. I'm going to tell you the story of this. Here we go. Six foot three man with mediocre ability in ballet has a place at one of the world's top ballet schools. 33-year-old, get this. Sophie Rebecca (laughs) was accepted to the Royal Academy of Dance. Do you think he deserves a place at a women's ballet school? That's the story. And that is real. Look at how bad this motherfucker moves. This motherfucker, TruPac, Brian, Coach Kevin, Jerry Ports, Ron, D. Jones, he couldn't play JV football. Yet, he got in to one of the most prestigious fucking ballet schools in America. Uh... Royal Academy of Dance Google it Royal Academy of Dance This motherfucker got in there And took A deserving woman's Place What are we Fucking doing I am at a loss of words Brian Case, shout out to Brian Case Had a second baby Uh had a baby girl. Shout out to him and his wife, fiance, wife. I'm not sure if Brian's married. Shout out to Brian Case, uh, Michigan's finest, Detroit Lion fan fanatic, uh, Michigan uh, Wolverine uh, extraordinaire. Uh, I'm sure he's a Detroit Piston bad boy as well, just like I'm. I'm a Dodger, I'm a Laker, I'm a Ram. Hey, man, fuck it is what it is. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. That is the world we are in, people. That is the world we are in right there. Um uh, unfucking believable. That guy took a woman's place in ballet. Unbelievable. Jerry Lozano, I don't know. I'll I'll probably. I'll I'll get into ballet. By the way, real quick lesson, uh, true story here. I used to make my O-line and D-line do ballet. I used to have somebody come in and do ballet and do yoga. Privately, no film, of course. This is what we used to do. A lot of you don't understand what that does for the O-line, D-line's feet, it makes them very, very light on their toes. It allows them to walk on their big toe and their pinky toe and not on their heels where it takes longer to get off the ground. If you notice what ballets do, ballet folks do, what do they do? Their feet are arc, they're curved, they're on their toes. I used to do it with O-line and D-line all the time. FYI, just a little bit of history that you don't know about. And I was an innovator and I used to be the thinking that I was the first one to ever do that. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not saying it. I'm allegedly saying it. Ballet and yoga for O-line, D-linemen is great. All you coaches that coach the bigs, get out there and get your guys in ballet and yoga. Don't embarrass them and film it. Get a guy to come in, a woman to come in and fucking do it. Do it a few times a week. Get their ass flexible. Get their ass moving parts they've never known to move before, and you will see a drastic improvement in your O-line, D-line play. Throwing that out there. FYI. (sighs) little Coach JB, real talk banter. Um, I love wrestling, Oofs, Josh. I love wrestlers. I was... I would always recruit a wrestler over a non-wrestler if both players existed. So if I was recruiting an O-line and they're both very, very equal on the football field, one wrestled, one didn't, I'm taking the wrestler 1,000% of the time. I don't know about 1,000%. Maybe there's just a freak that didn't wrestle. I'm not going to say that. But if it's an equal playing field and they're both very equal on the football field and one wrestles, I'm taking him 1,000% of the time. If... The other guy didn't wrestle and was better than the wrestler. You know, we're going to have a little toss-up and discussion. But if they're both equal on the football field, one's a wrestler, one's not, I'm taking the wrestler. Here's why. You don't have a tag team partner. You can't tap out. It's like golf. You're by yourself. All eyes are on you. You win or you lose. There's no fucking bowing out, Guess you know, uh, LeBron dishing it to someone that misses the shot and put the blame on that motherfucker. Like LeBron loves to do. And Brian Martinez can't handle the truth. But anyway, um, I love taking shots at Brian Martinez. Um, but here's the thing though, <clears throat> wrestling, you're by yourself, dog. You're in a fucking corner. You're in a bar fight by yourself. And that takes tough skin, takes some nuts and guts. That is why I love wrestlers. There is no tag team partner. There's no blame. You are by yourself. And I love wrestlers. They're nutty, they're gutty, they're winners, they're fucking perseverers. They can they go through perseverance. They can handle uh, they can handle adversity. They're they they're used to getting hit even though it's not Facial socks, it's also it's elbows, knees, it's fucking grinding your fucking ears to death. There is a lot of adversity that goes into it, and that is why I love wrestlers. I used to recruit the shit out of wrestlers, especially in the state of Iowa, Kansas, Pennsylvania, California, four of the best states of wrestling there is. Ohio. Um, there's some great wrestling states out there. There is some great, great wrestlers that are great, great O-linemen, great D-linemen. Um, I would recruit a wrestler all day long. It is what it is. I'm taking a wrestler all fucking day long. Um, They, they know how to do it, man. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, it is. It's very, very durable, uh, to be honest. um. Very durable. It's a lot, lot of, uh, lot of shit going on. Uh, Lamar Jackson, um, still out there, still out there, um, still waiting to go. Um, I don't know if you know, Louisiana wide receiver Michael Jefferson uh, was a middle rounds pick, third, fourth rounder uh, projected. He was injured in a head-on car crash, uh, left him with injuries that required multiple surgeries. Um, again, dog, he, he had 51 catches, 810 yards uh, last year for the Rays Cajun. He had 154 catches, 2,500 yards, and 30 touchdowns in his college career. Uh, He played three seasons for Alabama state and two at Louisiana. Uh, He was injured in a head on. Uh, Hopefully he's okay, but we're seeing more and more and more of these accidents. Are we not? We're, I don't know if he was a driver. I'm not going to start assuming shit. All I'm saying is we're seeing more and more people injured, young people injured in car accidents. And it goes back to me talking about giving the car keys to these motherfuckers before they're ready to drive, before you teach them how to drive. It blows my mind, man. Take driver's ed and put it back into school and put P.E. with it. I would put P.E. and driver's ed together. (laughs) Shit. Um... Yeah, no shit. No shit accidents have been happening. Captain Obvious, seven above. Did I say they didn't? I'm saying you're seeing more and more and more people in the youth crashed than we've ever seen before, especially high-profile guys that have a shot at getting drafted or already in the league. Unless you just go off the rocker like Lawrence Phillips and try to run over a bunch of people at a farmer's market like Dante Stallworth. (laughs) I don't remember seeing guys that were playing or that were about to get drafted involved in fucking high speed chases, drunken driving 180 mile an hour races down drags in Vegas Killing people and getting people involved or having been involved in a person dying such as Jalen Carter, even though, okay, I didn't say he killed the person. I said he was involved. He was there. Something was up. Like, (laughs) I don't get it. Motherfucker was there. Why are we seeing this more and more and more? I didn't say fucking accidents were invented in the last two years, bro. (laughs) God damn. Stop taking fucking words out of my mouth and putting them in fucking yours. <laughs> God damn. Unbelievable. Uh, still waking up in Portland? Come on, Danny. Shit. We got shit to do, dog. It's all grass, no breaks. Let's get this motherfucking party started. Um, I See, I don't know if it's bad judgment, LC, LBC Rob. Um. Uh, I think it's bad upbringing. I think it's lack of experience. I think it's lack of training. I think it's the it's the lack of a daddy going out and taking the kid to the cones at fucking Cal State Dominguez Hills and LBC Rob knows what I'm talking about and take him to the parking lot and fucking teach you how to drive or teach you how to take a driver's test or put your ass on the freeway early in the fucking 710 freeway and teach your ass how to get out of some shit. Like my daddy did with a fucking stick shift at 14 years old. And I'm like, damn, scared as fuck. And my dad's motherfucking me in the front seat. Motherfucker, get it in gear. And I'm over there like shaking like a whore in church. Ain't nobody teaching these motherfuckers how to drive like that no more. There ain't no tough skin kids getting taught how to drive no more. My dad was a diesel mechanic. Guess what? I learned how to drive a fucking diesel truck at eleven years old. This motherfucker taught me how to drive, change eighteen gears at eleven. I had to have a fucking, I had to get up on a fucking thing. You shitting me? Ain't nobody learn. He made me take my driver's test in a stick shift with a stick shift that you had to push down. Over and up to get it in reverse, and I had to parallel park that motherfucker at 16 years old to get my test. Did I pass it? Fucking right, I did, first time. Passed the written with almost a, I think a 96 written test score and a hundred percent driver's test. Shit. Let's keep it real. Fucking right, Marcellus is right. Marcellus is right. It wasn't a. It wasn't a crowded. It wasn't a invite everybody over a uh, race though. Uh, Matthew, we used to race as dumbasses, race each other home like homies in regular traffic. It wasn't like a fucking drag race. I think you're taking Marcellus's uh, comments out of context there, my friend. We didn't have a drag race cut off to the public, and we're racing quarter miles. That's not what he said. He's saying from practice, we'll be like trying to get to the house first. Could have been dangerous, could have been dumb, but we weren't fucking sitting there with everyone watching us trying to win a race in a quarter mile. There's a huge difference in context, dog. God damn. Motherfuckers just be talking. Trigger words, real things. Trigger words, real shit. Hey, trigger words are real. You take the first thing you hear and fucking run with it. Uh, Is what it is. CoachJBStore.com, go get you some merch. We got some new merch, some polos, some shit like this. Go check it out. Coach JB... Go get you some merch today. Uh, We're going to drop some. We're going to give you some discounts this week and uh, get some merch out there. Go get you a hoodie. Go get you some different shit. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury hire USC. I believe it is for the replacement of Lincoln Riley. I don't believe it was for anything else. Cliff Kingsbury don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about me. Don't give a fuck about that quarterback. I'm just telling you right now. Somebody that knows him, just take my word for it. Cliff Kingsbury don't give a fuck about nobody. He likes Thai bitches and doing weirdo shit on Instagram. (laughs) If you know, you know. But all I'm telling you, Cliff Kingsbury is uh, out for himself. And I believe that he'll be the next head coach at USC. I think Lincoln Riley's going to take Caleb Williams and go to the NFL to the top suitor. Um, And I think that uh, that's going to be something that they try to get done. I think Lincoln Riley's going to take an NFL shot just like Cliff did. Cliff and Lincoln are like best friends. I think Lincoln's got his ear whispered in by Cliff and said, you better take your shot at the NFL now uh, before it's too late. So I believe he's going to take off take a shot at the NFL, and then I believe I believe that is why he left Oklahoma to go to USC so he can possibly get in on the Rams sweepstakes when the other young-ass Sean McVay finally does retire. I think Lincoln Riley is going to try to get the Rams job. This is just speculation from a few sources that I know. <laughs> um, so let that deep-ass conversation happen um shit hey endorse me to be president let's go i'll run that shit i'll turn this bitch around get me to be the president let's go shit i'll do that shit um oh yeah let's go what do you gotta have i don't got no money like that I, and i wouldn't spend it on no damn election anyway <laughs> You got to have big money, don't you? Don't you got to have millions and millions to run a campaign? If somebody funds it, fuck it. Let's go. I'll go. Fuck it. Back me up. Let's go. I'll win Cali. Fuck it. I'll get on the board. I'll, I'll be the governor of this motherfucker first. Arnold Schwarzenegger style. Shit. Let's do it. I'll fuck around and... I'll fuck around and... uh Shit. I'll get this bitch ro- I'll get this bitch back cracking. <laughs> Imagine my speeches on the podium around this motherfucker. Shit. I'll sprint up the fucking airplane la- uh, uh ladder. I'll sprint up that bitch and I ain't falling. Shit. Please, I ain't falling. Steven above, let's bet. Let's bet something. I bet you the Lakers beat Memphis. I said it the other day. If the Lakers got in, they would beat either Denver or Memphis. I bet you the Lakers beat Memphis, and I bet you they go. uh, I'm going to say they beat Memphis, and I want to say probably six. I think they'll beat them in six. What do you think? Eric with the wrench. Mad that we're adding new shit to the list. Uh, Me and Eric have a lot of shit on our plate. If anyone out there wants to be a real intern and knows how to do video editing, knows how to do anything on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, hit us up, email us, CoachJBShow.com, or at Gmail, I'm sorry, the CoachJBShow at gmail.com. Um, email us if you're interested. And go get become a member at our Patreon. Uh, Sean Salisbury and I have started back on Last Chance Q. We'll be back tomorrow night, 5.30 Pacific, live right here on YouTube. So make sure you come join that one tomorrow evening. Tomorrow is Thursday Thursday. Jeff Nadeau, Steve Kim. Uh, we're going to get after it tomorrow and uh, have a hell of a day. I got a guy coming to finish my theater today. We got a lot to do in there. I'll show you the final product. My theater is coming out to be fire. And uh, so I got to get run a little bit early. But pound the like button before we get out of here. Pound it on three. pound it on me. One, two, three. You got to pound that like, man, for my boy. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Uh, yes. Uh, it will be on YouTube tomorrow uh, for Last Chance Q tomorrow night. Tomorrow morning we'll be right here uh, as usual. So. Appreciate everybody, man. Uh, pound the like button for your boy. And retweet our shit when we tweet it. And uh, appreciate it. And somebody get my Instagram back if anyone knows, uh, has a hookup. During the halftime show, Chuck Downfield shared some wisdom from his playing days. You know my old coach used to say to us kids? Take your fucking ass home, man. Ain't nobody sucking your dick. Shut the fuck up, man. Take your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> i love that um appreciate everybody man let's go live golf uh I'll be in tulsa soon joe i'll have to see you um if i don't see you before uh it is what it is but let's get it cracking it's a great day to have a great fucking day went on me went on three. One, two, three. peace